0: Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show.
1: What is up, Timothy, after a loss? How you feeling? We're back in studio, by the way. I feel like it's been a month. It has, because... I was out of town, and then I think we came back for one, and then and then we took a pause, took a break. break we, yeah, took the week then, off, and then you were out of town. Yeah. and then there was like work involved, and now it's and like getting dark early, and it's nipply outside. And it's a You're chilly. wearing a hoodie with the hood on. I'm actually just trying to hide my tears from this weekend, dude. That was a letdown. You you you're crying? A little bit. I just don't really feel much anymore. It's almost expected. Why why do we do this sometimes? I ask myself that. It's okay. Basketball is almost here. I've got the TIGS basketball ready to rock. I can hear that. You're sure? We've got the TIGS basketball ready to rock. Only two weeks away from our uh, first exhibition, Timothy. That is kind of soon. I guess I didn't think about it. I feel feel like it gets earlier and earlier every year. It does feel that way. Hey, tonight we have got Wiseacre... Doctor Gibbler smoked smoked Hell's Lager. I don't really know what's going on with this. I'm sure there's a a, a reference behind Doctor Gibbler.
0: Are y'all too young to remember?
1: That is indeed smoky. Holy smoke! <laughs> oh man! I mean, t- Kenny, you need to come in here. It's like liquid smoke. It like you. smells like a campfire. Yeah, and I, it tastes a. L- okay, we can't get. I can't mean, get this tastes right like there. smoked salmon. And still have the
0: boo
1: boo juice? No. Somebody just splashed up on my face. Um, that is something. You that know, is a wild. A they've got something going on there. Um, I don't. That's we'll a, get to about that's a wild. We'll brew. get to that later on. Um, all right, how awful was that game, Timothy? I mean, what? was it worse than a one of eleven start? <laughs> no, that was brutal. What was going on with that? I first of all, one of eleven should have been O of eleven with two picks. The only one was Kobe Drake who catches everything somehow miraculously coming away with that ball that was thrown
0: straight. Kobe Drake catches everything so much that he doesn't even know he, he had the ball even, in his hands. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was absurd. I have no idea how he caught that. I mean, it doesn't help that his back was to us, but sure. him coming away with that was very impressive. So I guess we're just going to just dive right into it. The, the one for... What was it? One of nine for 11 Look, yards. to me... He looked scared, nervous, not ready for the moment. I think that's fair. He did look a little nervous in the first. I mean, on our first drive, Demir runs and out to the sideline. Yeah. Had him. So that bad boy. I mean, I don't know if it was adrenaline, if it was a scared, I'm going to throw this. Where maybe really he could only get it. But honestly, you and I were closer to catching that pass. Yeah, that
0: you know that, it's like ten yards behind him. Like I was right there. It was like ten yards behind him. Yeah, you mean like, like over old, his head? Yeah, yeah like that's beyond. What I'm saying. Him. Yeah,
1: I mean it was almost, <laughs> beyond him. Yeah, it was that's... almost a TJ and I. Yeah, it was pretty close to the to our row. And I, again, I think this is something that we have seen from Seth, give or take the last couple of years. Pretty consistently is not setting his feet to deliver like a more accurate strike. Right, and we saw that a lot last year with that tight end who must not be named. Right, a couple of strikes right over the middle and high six five, and he's six five guy couldn't touch it. <laughs> yeah. and I think that typically comes with not setting your feet and trying to put two more upper too much upper body into it as opposed to against like some hip Just and leg drop into it. You know, yeah, I don't know what it. I mean, I, it. It had to have been nerves, I guess. I don't know what else to allude to. I mean, he kinda mentioned it, talked about it, I think, post game, saying like <laughs> he knew going in that this was the biggest game of his career here so far. And I'm like one, how oh, that's it's too lame. That sounds ridiculous. No, I I actually would agree with that. I second. mean, I think we said it last week. It it like yeah in Silverfield's area, I think it was like probably the biggest game. But also, but, like, how bad is the conference dropped off? <laughs> that's Well, I think – I don't care that they went to the Cotton Bowl and won it last year, whatever, two lanes of – Yeah, that's one year out of uh, – since Matt Forte was there. They've been pretty – Do-do. Yeah, pretty Brown. bad since Forte left. That could be bad on – maybe I'm misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure Matt Forte was the last one that was, like, the, a good matter. team there. But, uh, no, I mean, look, Seth finished. Where's it at? Uh, 23 of 43, 321 yards with two interceptions. So not a single touchdown thrown, I don't believe. Unless I'm missing something what? here. No, he had three tutties. Did he? Oh, I didn't scroll up enough, dude. My bad. What are you talking about? I'm looking at the stat. You the, were there. The... <laughs> I know, dude. I'm sitting here just trying to read this thing, and it's vertical as opposed <coughs> to a cross, and it was just really throwing me off. Yeah, well, I mean, what? Um, yeah, I mean, I know, he, I know he threw touchdowns. Now I'm sitting here repicturing all of them. Three of them. Um, you know the the final stat line really not that bad, but I, I don't think I mean that... minus those two picks. Which the second yeah, hold on, yes, I I will I will fight for that second one. I hate that that's against him because that was a perfect strike. Kenny to... may fight you before you got here. We were uh... it was behind him. It hit him in the hands, Kenneth. I it hit him in the shoulder. Well, like, sure, but like it, he could have caught that oh. ball. Oh, well, not, yeah, I'm not saying hitting him in the shoulder and pad meant also... he couldn't catch it. Good night. How many of those are going to go are going to go going to go against us? That's like seven. I feel like seriously, the ball literally never bounces our way in any sport. It bounced perfectly into the defender's hands and right on the sideline. How does that not go out go out of bounds? Just go any any other direction other than right into his hand. There was one earlier this year too, where I think two passes were batted and or deflected straight to the defender's hands, and it was interception. Yeah. Ridiculous, ridiculous. I don't know. You get down again. It's a slow start. We keep talking about it, but it felt the same. It felt just like Boise State two weeks ago. You get down two scores, ten nothing. You score back to back possessions right before mm-hmm. half. You have all the momentum. You come out your first drive of the second half, march right down the field, and I, at this point, you're up twenty one to ten. You've got all the momentum, and I, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and say I thought we were going to blow them out. But I thought at the worst, the game was going to go maybe a little bit back and forth. And if we ended up with the ball last, sure. maybe we would win by like 10. <clears throat> yeah. I was And actually, then all hell broke loose. I was thinking about you during that. Once we got that lead and it seemed like we had all the momentum, I was like, dang, Trey put a pretty fat deposit down on a Memphis I, sh- <laughs> I should have <laughs> cashed out. You should have. There was an option to cash out when we were up 21 to 10 for just a $100 profit. But I got a little greedy and was feeling great at that point in time and let it ride. And then I never checked it again. I'm going to let you know. He should have cashed out. It's fine. It was house money. It's over with. Um, and so first question. I meant to ask this as we started off. What do you think is the reason for the slow starts? Obviously, Seth going one of nine for 11 yards, whatever the stat line was. That is obvious, right? What else? There's, That can't be the only thing because we're not coming out – just slinging it. It's
0: the Tampa two defense. I don't.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it is. I mean, <laughs> defensively, we didn't start out slow. I mean, I think right off the bat, you force them into two straight three and outs. Yeah, I, I had right, it. and then you come out, you get an interception, so the defense has just mm-hmm. gone a three and out, and then two plays, and you're sending them right back out onto the field. Um, and then you come out, and they score. And then you – I mean, I think you got five plays off. But essentially had another quick turnaround on offense. I don't know what it is because obviously it's a level of competition difference there. But earlier in the season, well, I guess it was really just (laughs) Bethune-Cookman. You came out and marched down the field straight away on your first offensive possession. So let's throw that out the window. I don't know what it is. Okay. I mean, first of all, look at the first drive. Two-yard run, 11-yard run. Uh, one yard run, and then incomplete pass, incomplete pass, punt. Well, and a penalty. So it's, that immediately kind of kills the drive when you get that far behind sure. the chains. That that is true. But I mean, like, it doesn't sound too bad, right? I, for for opening drive, like you just moved the ball, great, got it. You hit the penalty, so it's both. I mean, outside of the interception, your first couple of drives, it was pretty much penalties. Yeah. I mean the drive after that, you're driving, you get to the forty-four, so near midfield and it comes back offensive holding, ten yards. And I'll I'll tell you where I'm going with this. Because I think that there is a common idea and put an asterisk on all, all this. Once we're finished, I'll kind of wrap it up on Gosh, kind this of what I'm talking beer about. Is wild. It's a lot going on there. If you go back and look at it, it doesn't seem like the play calling on these drives the play calling wasn't bad because you're moving the ball. Like, I mean, relatively, we're sitting here talking about it. Uh, 11 yard play, eight yard play, five yard play, 11 yard play. Like those are, those are pretty good chunk plays, right? I mean, yeah. Decent size plays. I mean, I don't and then it's a penalty, like, and you're getting put back. Yeah. I don't feel like at any point Friday, did we struggle to move the ball? I mean, in the second half, for instance, I think your last three possessions, you got to midfield. Yeah. And it was either a sack killed it. You threw the pick to rock or rock bounce off the shoulder, chest, whatever you want to call it. Pick, uh, then you get down, get down there towards the end of the game, and take another sack that forces you into a long fourth and Huge whatever, with a minute fifteen left. And then I don't know what the hell that was. You just throw a hail mary for no reason. Mm-hmm. Really hated that. But oh, I, yeah, so- I mean, it's not like we're having three and outs where we're. Two, three yards. Yeah. A couple of incompletions. You got to run up the gut two yards and then another incompletion. I mean, like. I mean, I I do it's agree. self-inflicted, I feel like. I do agree with the the idea that play calling could be a little bit more dynamic, right? You know, we've spent previous episodes talking about run crossing routes. Like, it, it's pretty obvious. I that tweeted that. You're sitting ha- next to you on Friday. Because it was working. You hit Demir across the middle. You had rock across the middle, big plays. It was wide open. Holy in the middle of the field. crap. Landfear. What? When Demir caught that and ball. And held it out here. And just <laughs> held it like this. I was like, this is it. This is, this is how we lose. This ball is getting poked out. But it didn't. And he busted it for 47 like a boss. I didn't even. It, to me, he didn't even have to get poked out. I thought he was just going to drop it. I just. Look. I do think the crossing routes work because I think it's safe to say that Seth doesn't have all day to throw back there. It's, I know you need quick, to get the but... ball out of his hands and get him into a rhythm, and it seems like we're getting away from that. And it maybe, if not for that damn Tampa two that we were oh. facing, that was shutting us down so much. Look s- for some, if I hear reason, one more time post game from anybody, staff, player, fan. They ran something defensively we hadn't seen on film. I'm going to lose my mind. Let me ask you a question. If you and I were head coaches for two different teams, do you think you would change up just a little bit what you do? Oh, yeah. Every game? Yeah. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to come out and show is, something weird. every time. Yeah. I really hope our defense is doing that. I hope our offense is doing that. Uh, like I got legitimately, when he, when I heard that, I was like, I misunderstood the statement <laughs> or he misunderstood the question because there's no way in hell you want me to believe that you were like, uh, they just didn't run the same thing that there's- we've seen on film the past six weeks. Yeah. I don't, I mean, there's no way. It's like taking a test and test and expecting all the answers to be given to you beforehand. Like, I mean, the questions were different than the practice test. <laughs> I, you know, I tweeted out the defense wasn't playing that bad, and then of course we had terrible cell service, so that sent like <laughs> three hours later, and someone started ripping into me on JRV started ripping me on Twitter. He's like, "Dude, we what? We just dropped like our third interception." I was like, "I sent oh, that so God. long Don't ago, even, man." That drive, I almost left. <laughs> it was seven to nothing, I think, at that point, and I almost left because of how bad that three. I mean, that was three. Two of them were at least pick sixes. Yeah. The other one, I think it was Bell, or no, it was Smith. Cameron Smith dropped. Cam two had of them. two of them. Yeah. DJ one, had one f- that was a, a guaranteed catch too. But the well. first one from Cam was a hundred percent. Well, it was was it a fourth down conversion? It was. I don't know. It was a hundred percent. Let me look at it. I'm pretty sure it was a down I, all in I all i like looked that up too i thought the defense played well you knew you held it up. was fourth and three pass complete to kwan jackson for four yards from the 40 yard line and he went for the pick six and it just yeah. i don't kenny you may have had a better angle it was kind of we were kind of behind the play so it was tough to see but it looked like it like went straight through his hands yeah oh it did and i was screaming just volley kenny volleyball spike it down <laughs> and it's our ball right there instead you. you go for the big play don't get it what y- was, i mean it was unbelievable i wonder if they talk to guys about that is, is do you think they're coaching them just to always intercept it or is it like hey just bat it down because the field position is going to greatly change like if you if you're 20 nothing. yards back and you catch it like that's terrible field percent like you're you, where you're starting
0: your nobody position nobody awful.
1: ever i've never seen anyone just try i would beat the shit out of the ball out of the air everybody's going for the pick that's all they want they want to pick it's not the smart team. Probably, I don't think though. they're coached to and just that thing out of the air. That's why we're here. The only team I've seen do that recently is Boise State, and it didn't work. On the Hail Mary, they lost. on the yeah, other that night. Was, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, you know, it is what it is, right? I don't think that it's. You look back at the game. I don't think it was because Seth played like ass in the first. I don't think it's because play calling was a certain way. I don't think it's because, and this may open its own can, that Blake didn't play a good portion of the game. Like I, I don't, I don't even what happened. I saw him get crushed on that kickoff. It was the kickoff that they called a blindside block on. Yeah, right? well, I think Which Sutton's is, return. How is that even possible? I don't. I saw him get. How do you have a blindside block on a play that everything is is in straight front in front, front of you? I don't know. I'm assuming someone went one way and then cut back or something. I got nothing. Uh, I saw him getting hit there, and he was slow to get up. He looked like he was hurt, and then you hear Ryan's press game, and you're like, "All right, well, what the hell really happened? Like, is this a cover up to an injury?" Like, yeah, what, what? he <laughs> said something like, "Some nights you just can tell that guys he doesn't don't have, have it." it. Yeah. And then we see freaking BT, who we hadn't seen in the ghost of BT, man, two years. He still looks the part, though. I, I think he I mean did I well. Did, yeah, he, it was fine. I think he, I mean I I didn't have any complaints. The problem is he's just not. Blake. I just wasn't expecting it because, well, I, don't, I guess Jay Ducker's dead. I don't know. Well, you know, I've had my reservations there, and you guys made fun of me for it, and here we are. So if you want to apologize formally, I'll accept it. If not, I'm kidding. I think he's good. He, I just think that it's a speed thing. I really do think it's a speed thing. You think they're pulling him to the side? I'm like, hey, man, we'd put you in, but you're too fucking freaking slow. <laughs> this is a family show, sir. So. You're going to
0: have to beep that. I think y'all have cussed more in this this. 19-minute segment. Then,
1: what do you want from
0: me? Nothing. I've I've had
1: enough of this. Fucking cuss. I don't care. Hey. Whoa, dude. I had people ask me why we get NC-17 ratings on these videos. (laughs) I'm like, I (laughs) don't know. Maybe Kenny's throwing it on there. I guess it's it's the FAA. Yeah, we're getting filtered here.
0: Trey always showing his ass. That is true.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, No, seriously, this sounds, and I hate that I'm going to say this because it sounds like a Ryan thing. There's so much like synergy with a play going right. Like the the play call can't suck for one. Seth has to deliver the pass in an advantageous spot for a receiver to catch it. Like we're talking about that rock pass that he should have caught, but it was like hitting him in the shoulder at the same time. Um you can't have Jonah Gamble just straight whiffing on a block. You can't have these things all happen at once. Like shit has to go right. And it, it sounds ridiculous. Yeah, when you play slow. It. Can we just play fast? It does seem like they play better fast. Everything fast. Get to the line fast. Call the play in fast. Seth, get rid of the ball fast. Like, But also at the same time. I feel like it- that, you go back to your question on why we have slow starts, it's because we literally play slow. And then we get Maybe. towards the end of the first half, and they start running like quicker two-minute style offenses, and then we put back-to-back scoring Drives up. But also, is that because we are playing from behind?
0: The, and uh, other teams then, are playing can we like
1: start to score out ten to nothing every week so we come out and play fast. <laughs> so it's, it's a serious question because when we play I'm sure it probably is, but why like why do you have to be down to play that way? I agree. If you're if that's the way you're most successful, then just play that way all the damn time. I agree, but I don't know if the metrics actually point that way and Who? you know that they are big on metrics. You know that they are. That's why Ryan went for it against ECU. The only metrics I care about are basketball metrics. Sausage maker. <laughs>
0: uh, Our no, good friends over at Southern Hollywood uh, posted something a couple of days ago. They said what's concerning about the slow start is that the first three drives are normally scripted plays. I almost said
1: that a minute ago. Is like typically people come out and they look good early because the they scripted entire offense a game plan. Right? Series is scripted, sure. and you would think that that's like. Ready to rock. Yeah, but also imagine that those scripted plays are dependent on where you start on the field, right? Like sure, you can't have uh, your first play scripted as like a a play action right pass, and you're starting on the one yard line. They're probably not going to do that, like against Boise. Yeah, like you're you're probably not going to, you know, that script is going to be tossed and maybe moved to later on. Things change. I think it purely depends on where you start on the field.
0: Again, that goes back to another thing that. I'm kind of tired of hearing in post-game press conferences is one little step, one little move, execution, 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 ruins plays. It ruins it all. So do we have to have like, do we need to let Tulane know or let our D let the opposing defense know, Hey, listen, man, we really would like to start at the 45 yard line because our game plan tells us that we need to start here for us to be successful. Like, like, not everything needs to always go perfectly for the Tigers right. to start well. <laughs> like, s- shit every, happens every out there. play. Somebody's
1: <laughs> gonna make a wrong step or do something. Like, you just gotta make a play and figure it out. Like, I would like to start at the 45 every time if we could pick that. I mean, that would option. be nice if that was an option. So, I think we started at like the 24.
0: So, if we start at, at the Tigers, start at the 10 yard line. Are we just supposed to scrap that drive and say, "Hey, man, listen, we're gonna, we're just gonna no, run it because three times and punt no, the ball? No, like, they
1: score ninety yards but if they're going quick. Yeah, just put two minutes on the clock and tell them they got to score in the next two minutes from there, and they'll do it. I do think it was funny that Kenny just did this whole uh, spiel on saying <laughs> like." Uh, You know, everything has to go right. And I was literally just saying, like, you know what a Ryan statement would be is there's so much synergy with this. Like, you need the quarterback putting the ball in the right place. You need the receiver to catch the ball. You need the line to block. Like literally just said the same thing without even thinking about it.
0: Well, that's true. I mean, yes, that's true, but damn, like
1: No, it's definitely true. That that's what pisses me off about the, the run game is it's not like it's not that you don't have talented linemen. It's not that you have an untalented running back. It's just that the shit doesn't it doesn't flow smoothly like we have yet to see a time where it's hat on a hat on a hat on a hat oh i guess they run zone so it's like a hat on a gap kind of thing and then someone's just wide open there's never a hole why is there never a hole like are you telling me we just never (laughs) rarely never are on the same page like that is absurd to think about like at some point it has to come back on players and say like you know why can't you get the job done I it just blows my mind. Like we can't. Yes, some of it's on coaching, but some of that's got to come back on the players. And I think that Ryan said in the post game that like I call people out, and I'm like, good. Like you need these are grown men. Like yeah. Well, what's it matter? You keep calling them out, and the same stuff keeps happening. I mean, well, this is the first time I think he said he's called him out. Oh but yeah, there's somebody he, else. Out he there. said in
0: today's press uh, press availability that um, Saturday or Sunday was not a pleasant day at the facility in terms of film. Um, that there were very specific guys that got called out, which good, good. Yeah. Like, I, good.
1: I, I, I think mean, the, I guess if it makes I a difference this week. Out. Yeah. But next, this game should have been a wake up call because Tulane's very beatable. You had them. Oh, they are. I, they are very average looking. <clears> That's what so just stop that run. And I think your offense is good enough to score on them. Obviously you can't sit there and throw stupid interceptions. You take advantage of the three interceptions that you had. one or even two of them. And I think it's a different game. Like, it, it is absurd how you had them, and you just let it go. Yeah. This feels like last year's team. This is Jekyll and Hyde. This season is Jekyll and Hyde. I don't know. Most frustrating part, uh, well, one of the most frustrating parts from Friday night was our boy uh, Andres Fox with his little nard punch. <sighs> On what was about to be a big third and nine, Tulane had from their own twenty yard line with nine minutes left in the game. We were about to get the ball back with decent field position. Talking about starting at the forty-five, yeah. he decides to just judy chop some dude in the wiener. That guy, he may have castrated him. That dude was dude, on the ground for the longest. I told time Kenny ever. this before. I it was. I mean, it was more than a. Just a little nut. Tap. No, he punched him. Yeah, straight up. Which I've played in a lot of like <laughs> sporting competitive <laughs> events and I've gotten mad and I'll like shove somebody or something or what. Like I have never once stood up and been so mad and was like, I'm going to hit this dude in the nuts. How does that eat? Like, I don't know. I can't talk. I tried kicking a guy once. So,
0: oh my God. I mean,
1: kicking, okay. I mean, I think you're a little Grayson Allen in you. I kicked the trailer. Punching hitch. somebody in and uh, cut out, lacerated an artery I mean, a in my leg. Kicking, that's just like people do that. People trip, <laughs> kick, whatever. Like he this dude stood up because he had gotten pancaked and just punched somebody square in yeah, the nuts. It was wild because it was and right thought, in front like, of two refs way late. the 35,000 people there, well, supposedly a lot of people didn't see it, but that <laughs> yeah. referees weren't going to see it. If you guys saw how many comments there were in the Facebook group. Didn't of, see it. What happened? And I'm like, it was clear as day. I mean, I watched him stand up and. I felt like it happened this close to me and it was on the other side of the field. Yeah. Because I, I mean, guess I was, was looking straight yeah, at it. I, I guess I just happened to be looking in the right spot too, but it was, that was very frustrating because 15 yards, automatic first down, instead of potentially getting a big third down stop, having the ball around the 40 yard line, whatever it may have been with nine minutes left, Damn. they on, go on and. Run off another five minutes before we get the ball back, and I think they ended up punting it
0: to us, and we got it. Over some Nard punching, dude. Think about that. We got it at like the twenty. He must have hit him with like that one, that Bruce Lee one inch punch, man. Because like that dude went down and was down for the entire commercial break. Yeah, no, we got he it was at down the, for
1: a while. Oh my
0: gosh, that's
1: even worse. That makes me more mad. It was they were down on the other end, like the twenty yard. Yeah, line they were on average. their twenty. Nine minutes left. He punches him in the wiener. They get a first down. They go on to run off five more minutes, punt it back to us with four minutes left, and punted it to the five. So you're down 10 with the ball on your own five with four minutes left. Were As you a, shocked that he only got half I am, against UAB? I thought Ryan was going to throw him off of the team. So did I. I thought his career was over. Like, his college football career was and over. And he's just not going to play 30 minutes of football. <laughs> Is that 15 for each nut? I don't know, dude. That was, I mean, uh, in all seriousness, like yes, that other guy milked him. Is that like, but is that not worse than targeting? Yeah, I think that's he should also. Did they not count that as a punch? Does that not count as a punch thrown? It's definitely a punch thrown. Like he straight up reared back and punched him. I know he punched him. I'm just saying, from like a rules perspective, I feel like if you're throwing a punch, you at least miss a full game. I don't know. I to me that's inexcusable. Like, and oh, I, I hated it so much. It I was, like him as a player. I think he's been very good was, for us. It was and dirty. I want nothing to do with it. And he's an older guy, so it's not like he's a young, a young dude who doesn't know any better. Like he's a super senior, and you just freaking nard punch somebody. Hmm. All right. Well, let's punch this one in the nards and move on. Uh, do you know who else I want to punch in the nard? DJ Douglas. You know who that is. The guy you kept yelling about oh, pulling his wiener out and peeing oh, on our freaking sideline. First of all, one of my best friends is a urologist. I need to get him an appointment because that dude ran to that corner of the three field times, and peed three times yeah. in I don't know, 30 minutes and was celebrating about it. I will say I I mean you the dude couldn't have gone twenty more yards into the tunnel. It may have been sour grapes. Like this may come off of sour grapes, but is that not just super disrespectful? I don't yeah, I don't Most I dudes mean, they why? have like a little tent they can just pee on they the sideline. They had a whole damn sideline. moon bounce in the yeah, corner right yes. next to us. What I mean the hell? cool. What? Super cool. You thought that was cool? The moon bounce? Thing? Yeah. What a pain in the ass to have to carry that thing around and pack it up. Why don't they just have the expandable tent that tent? everybody else know. has? I've seen dudes pee on the sidelines just like take a knee. I've seen them um, right do the soccer pee. You're just well, gonna they go can't s- really go through the bottom of their short pants because they're kind of tight down at the bottom, but you can un. I know, but I, there's other ways of doing it as opposed to just going to the corner and peeing on our sides. Like it literally was like the U of M logo corner right there. I'll make this. In trouble I'm them. making this promise right here, right now. We make the title game and play in New Orleans. I will take a deuce in the corner of their field. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll hang over the ledge, <laughs> drop one, <laughs> drop. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting off a rocker today, ma'am. Uh, all right. More. Speaking of winning out, what would you put our percentage chance on that happening? Starting with UAB and Trent Dilbert on uh, Saturday. Percentage chance to win out? I mean, it's still pretty good because no, I, I told Kenny it's less than five. I have no faith. Oh, I thought you had like an actual metric. Point. Oh, no. I'm just saying, what would you put it? Oh, uh, geez. 35, maybe. Wow.
0: Really? I thought yeah. you were Mister Fifty Fifty.
1: I am, but like I'm sitting there trying to think about it. like I think SMU isn't that good, but I also have yet to see us consistently put together a good defensive performance and a good offensive performance in the same game while playing a team. There's a realistic that is of quality. Yeah, there's a realistic chance that SMU was the last team with a winning record that we play. Yeah, I mean like, the rest of the way. Technically, yeah. That's disgusting. It's your conference. It is what it is. What's disgusting is how you handle it and how you win or how you lose. Like, if you go. Oh, yeah. we we need? Four and two? Yeah. We need to win. Double digits. The next three games by two scores or more. Like, if you have a one-score win over SME, whatever. If we go out and we're kicking a game-winning field goal against UAB, I will. Wow. I got some news for you on that.
0: Let me ask you this. 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning on the road. Don't like it. I don't care. UAB is. Uh, I have Memphis no confidence. Like, is- I have
1: no confidence in us playing on the road. Now, they do have a disgustingly bad defense. They give up the most points in the conference. I think it's like 37 points a game. So we should be able to score. We should be able to run the ball. So, speaking of opening holes, hopefully uh, we can open <laughs> some holes and Blake Watson maybe gets some run. I maybe or sutton either one i don't care hand the ball off this the thing though is like can't, again we go back to the consistency can the line fix their issues is it a scheme thing like i think i said this week 3 it seems like it's honestly a scheme thing like they don't have the players to run this this zone read offense like they they just can't consistently hit it like we've talked about it there's not a either everyone is flowing together and it creates just a wall and no one is separating. But now that we're six games in, I think it's too late to just start installing power packages and why? putting a hat on the hat. Do it. I, it. It we're again, we're six games in. Does it not seem kind is of late hat on to, a hat? Not easier. Than that's like zone? basic pop Warner football. Yeah, though, I right? know that's why you should be able to see guy it. hit guy. Yeah. It, it's pretty straightforward. You just, you know who, where your shoulders are. <sighs> I mean, if someone's head up, that's obviously your guy. I am scared because I think UAB's offense is pretty decent, yeah. and this could end up being a 38-35 uh, type of game. You know, and I, and I said it against Tulane. If you stop the run, you stop them, and we did not. Like, a dude had 130 yards 45 rushing. 45 yards, I think. Yeah, I said, whatever it something. was. I don't remember the number, but um, he – Killed us in the first quarter, first half. He killed us in the second 100, half. Hundred
0: thirty.
1: Yeah, I mean twenty six carries, five yard average with one tutty. Yeah, and Jermaine Brown, the running, the main running back at UAB, is just as good. Like that's a yeah. he's a bell cow guy. Like I think that you said five yards a carry. I, I imagine Brown's right there with he's him. He's four point seven. They use two. They got Isaiah Jacobs back there too that they like to hand the ball off to. They're both. Jacobs is at 4.5 a carry, and Brown Jr. is at at 4.7 a carry. Yeah, I mean. Eight tutties by uh, Brown, and Jacobs got three. And then uh, Zeno, the quarterback, he's got four on the ground. He's capable. Yeah, I think he's actually much better. He's got a long long, of 44 yards rushing. don't like that. Look, that's the history of Memphis football, I feel like. Anytime a mobile quarterback comes in, stuff such gets dice. Why? We've had so many different defensive coordinators. We can't figure I out quarterbacks that can run. It's a great question. Uh I don't love it. I, again, I don't want to sit here and say the same thing over and over. Just stop the run, you stop them. You know, I don't I hate saying that, but like it's the truth. It seems like it is, you know. Uh, I mean they do. They'll throw the ball around. Yeah, yeah, and he's accurate too. I I think he's good. Like, a lot of it is is very much so, um, Brady White esque, right? Like he's not out there going to win you a game for the most part, but he is going to complete passes. He's going to keep drives going, and he uses his mobility to extend plays, extend drives. So it's third and fifteens, watch for Zeno. Yeah, I mean Z-man Brown. Brown out of the. uh out of the backfield, too. They like to throw sure. him. DeJean Palmer, Amar Thomas, they're two top-leading wide receivers. that They like to target a lot, both with over 300 yards. Palmer with almost 400. Five touchdowns between the two of them. And they both have 50-plus yard long receptions. Yeah. Palmer's averaging 15.5 yards a catch. Interesting. You know we like giving up big plays. I mean, yes and no. I mean... I don't think the the has played that poorly. I think if you're talking about it, like, I mean, even last week, I don't think they played that poorly. Like, yes, there was the three dropped interceptions, and that's like, as we've said, it would have been game-changing, right, if you pick those off. But um, I think you're still only giving up, like, just a little over 200 yards passing a game. I don't remember the exact number. I looked at it earlier today, like 220 That's not terrible, right? And I I know you've played Navy, so perhaps people could see that as a skewed stat. But, you know, they're they're throwing the ball a lot now. I mean, I think he had 100 yards passing against us, which is more than normal. But um, I don't think the secondary is really that bad. I really don't. They rotated 16 dudes at corner already, it feels like. I don't understand that. Like. DJ Bell had this great hot start to the season and then he goes MIA for a little bit, yeah, and, like two straight games. Yeah, we don't we and it's not that we he plays but like he just doesn't play the rest of the game. And we're not hearing anything about an injury. You don't hear anything about that. And then Julian comes in. And then uh Feaster played a lot this last game. Yeah. And maybe it's cuz people were picking on Diego or maybe he's banged up. Like you're 6 games in, everyone's banged up. So I can't c- continually use the injury thing. Right. Yeah. So, but maybe that is why they're rotating a lot of
0: guys at corner.
1: All right. So, he talked about 11 a.m. ESPN 2, little national television. Uh, I think the line is currently at TIGs minus five, like five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Uh, over under set at 63. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, I just think Memphis has enough to win. I think they should have enough. But I would be lying to you if I said I felt confident in us and I get getting a win. Well, sure, because I don't, I don't feel confident in the ability to stop the run. Like I would, literally, we just watched a freshman put up one thirty against us, and I am telling you, this is going to be the exact same thing. They're just gonna run the ball down our throat, continue to move the ball, and I, you know, if if I could take a keg stand here, this seems like a wonderful opportunity to take a keg stand because we sit here and hear about what a great defensive line we've had this year how deep they are how talented they are where the hell are they like what, what is going on here you have have. i don't know the number like nine sacks from the whole team i think right isn't it uh andre snard puncher fox has got one and a half trench baby's got one and a half anderson spears joiner carmonte we have 12 total And ellison all have one You know, if you take out the linebackers, there's one from Sincere, one from Chandler, one from Ruben, one from Coffee. Yeah. But if you're talking just the D-line, I mean, we're talking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight from the D-line. If I read those names back, you know who you're not hearing? Your star defender, your captain, Jalen Allen. Yeah. Where the hell is Jalen Allen? Like, he's not – He's not really a main sack guy, right? He's he's not Bryce Huff off the edge, but this is a guy who put up five sacks last year. I mean, he was stacking people a sophomore year. Well, where are the sacks now? Like, I don't understand where, how he has disappeared. And I understand like different roles, right? Like, you can't expect to make a sack every game. Whatever, I Why get not? it. I mean, I I think that's a reasonable ask, but one well, game's not too much. I'm with you, but like, where's he at, dude? He's got a goose egg on the season. The D-line has to be better. Like, we can't hit, sit here and tell us that, you know, we're pulling in these AM transfers. We're pulling in these uh, super talented guys, big-bodied humans, and then you have a freshman run over you. Yeah. I don't know. D-line's uh, got to be better. I think the linebacker's been fine. I think the secondary has been fine relatively. Outside of Luther Burton, what are you going to do there? What are you going to do And, yes, that one other guy who had one catch for, like, 70 yards. What are you going to do? I don't know. Let's just get out to a fast start for once. I don't know who it was. Somebody in the Discord was making a joke about how this year's was all about finish, but then we uh, just forgot to start. That's pretty good. Let's start fast, which is weird. Because the last couple of years, we've gotten up to, like, two, three score leads. You feel like you've been starting fast, and then you just – would lose it at the end of the game. Put it together. Uh, all right, give me a score prediction. I mean, Tigers win 38-24. I would take that. That's what it should be. We said least. two score.
0: I think that's what it three, should be.
1: You got to win by two score. I'll go What is it? Was the over/under at 63? I could see it a thirty-eight twenty-seven, and I, I, I could totally just say, talk myself into that as well. But thirty-seven twenty-four. Okay, so you just did one point shy of yeah. me. Okay, <laughs> both 30, strategy. 30, Let's see 30, if it pays 30, off for him. <laughs> 37. 37, thirty-seven. What a weird 37, number. Thirty-seven twenty-one. Why don't you just hit thirty-nine? Give me a weirder number. Speaking of. I was throwing in, like, three field goals in there. With who? Tanner Gillis. He's been fine. Shout out to Tanner Gillis. He actually has been good. Can we talk about Seth Morgan going from day to day for two or three weeks to now all of a sudden he's out for the whole year? Ugh. How does that happen? I'm assuming he was back at practice, he's kicking field goals, and maybe he just Martin Gramatica or whoever it was, jumped up and celebrated, came down, popped the ACL, done. Kenny said the same thing. Really? Would they not have just come out 3 weeks ago and said he was done though. Well, this could have happened yesterday. I have no, literally no clue. Like so you he think could he have been back. practicing. You think he was back? He was dressed out on the sideline. I'm pretty Foley sure people d- had dressed se- out. I'm pretty sure someone reported that he Well, reported's probably a poor word, but someone said that they saw him in clothes on the sideline, like in his uniform on the sideline. Which is its own thing. Like, I was talking to a Tristan. player. Tristan had a jersey on, no boot, nothing, no arm sling, nothing, no taped up, nothing, no ice. Just walking around like it was a day at the park. I was talking to a player's dad, and he was talking about that. And they, they all just show up and they dress and they dress up, even if they're not going to play. Like, you have to be on an active roster. Is so it turf like, toe? It's very well cool. I've had turf toe, dude. Turf toe socks i didn't say it didn't. It sucks real bad. I I totally get not be able to kick. It's got to be don't. something non visible as well. Yes, was. but yes, very possible. A, a fracture of the foot. Hmm. So I, maybe he got hurt. Well, I'll have to say this isn't. And this doesn't feel like two years ago. I have not once at this point in time felt like uh, our kicking situation has cost us a game by any means. That's like at all. This year? No, not this year. That's what I'm saying. It's different than two years ago when it was literally blatantly obvious. It changed the way we had to do everything. Yeah, I was like, they were changing a lot. Man. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We will come back, and the first AP poll for basketball is out boom, boom, boom. with Ken Palm Ratings. So we'll talk about that. We'll be right back.
0: Bluff City Media and Bluff City NIL are proud partners of Coaching for Literacy, a Memphis nonprofit using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. When you donate to Bluff City NIL through Coaching for Literacy, your gift is 100% tax deductible. This partnership is a win, win, win. Tiger student-athletes win in the NIL landscape. Coaching for Literacy wins by engaging Tiger student-athletes in this monumental cause. And most importantly, Elementary students in Memphis receive support to become strong readers. To donate today, visit coachingforliteracy.org slash bluff hyphen city.
1: The issues that we've talked about all year, the, the keys, the biggest keys that we've laid out for this season to be successful, for them to win games, they failed. Yep. This ah. offense can't find any consistency
0: and it is causing them to lose games. And if it, the offense was more consistent, they would be undefeated right now. And then just looking back, being in the stadium 21 10, minutes know, left 10, in 10 the third minutes quarter. left in the third quarter. I wish, like, I wish you could just capture that energy and put it in a bottle. Right. Right. The positive momentum, the feeling from everybody within that stadium was something I haven't seen since 2019, quite frankly. I believe it. And you see how close they are, but then you watch you know, halfway through that third quarter into the fourth quarter and you see how far away they are as well. Tune into On The Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. People have this thing like, oh, I'm keeping the receipts and I'm gonna remember who said this. We wouldn't lie. <laughs> well, oh, I get, it. Yeah. so that, that's one. I've reached a point where like <laughs> anything you say on Twitter, yeah. I can ignore it.
1: Right. Like I, 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 I'm not promising you I'll never pop back at somebody. Uh-huh. Sometimes I do. I might today, mm. but I often don't. I would say for every fifty negative comments I get, I might reply to one. I don't. Yeah. I don't get involved.
0: I'm getting there too, man.
1: Yeah, but you don't look like you're getting there. <laughs> I see you arguing all day long every day.
0: You got a way. You got a ways oh, well, to go. Well, I, I might get more. Well, not, I don't get as many as well, you. How about this? To how about this? And I'm not saying you have to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm just
1: saying I am there. There are different ways to handle social media. I just found
0: it to be largely uh, <laughs> unproductive. <laughs> right. But uh, oh, I, uh, I do it for calisthenics sometimes. Right. Like yeah. I don't, I don't feel no way. I just yeah. okay. Let me just engage in this yeah. just for fun. Yeah. Tune in to the Anthony Sane Show Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. weekly on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
1: He is absolute monster. He's gonna give us one of the worst defenses in the league. They allow 28 points per game. And he's got three games over 150 yards this year and a game with over 200 yards. Like, we were talking about guys, oh yeah, yeah, he's having a 100 yard game, that's awesome. There are so many guys that don't even get to 100 yards all season much less do it over 150 in three games out of the five already in one year and have a game with over 200 yards is is crazy for me Tyreek Hill is still $9,400 I think that's a it's high don't get me wrong but there are higher there are people that are uh that are slated higher than him, priced higher than Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver this week believe it or not
0: Tune into Bluff City Bets presented by Zen Sports with Mark King and Daniel Greer every Tuesday and Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube Network.
1: Tej, did you see the AP poll drop today for basketball? Don't lie to me. I know I did. I actually did see it. I was going to tell you to guess where we were. Uh, 37 for those of you at home. We got seven votes in the top 25. The only other American conference team is the Owls from Florida Atlantic at number 10. Do you have any issue with that? Uh, Them being 10? Yeah, they're not going to be a top ten team. It's not. What do you mean? Like where you don't think they'll finish a top ten team? No, that's fine. But starting the season, uh, I've always been one that think I preseason polls are stupid. Um, <clears throat> I think I some games should be played first, and then sure you kind of determine who's good. But uh, I mean, they are returning li- quite literally everyone, little and their coach okay. from a final four. Team. I had this discussion earlier today. Yes. But they're also one play away from probably not being ranked in the top 25 this year. If they had lost the first round game to us, they would not be a top 25. It's not a list. Maybe of they would maybe they would be like 25. But I mean this happens all the time. Their team that got hot in a single elimination sure. tournament, made it to the final four, made a run. I'm not saying it was not impressive. They're not a good te- I'm not saying they're not a good team, whatever. I get they return everybody back. I don't think that they're one of the best 10 teams in the country. They played a very very bad schedule last year. Now they picked it up a little bit this year. They play us twice, they play Illinois, they play Arizona. I think they're playing in the ESPN Invitational, so they'll potentially get a Texas A&M. Yeah. Um so they got a better schedule at least non common <laughs> and than us in conference this year, but I just I don't think they're going to be like a repeat Final 4 team or anything. Yeah, I mean I I, I get that. I don't I also don't believe they will finish a top 10 team but they have done everything they could have to start the season off as a top 10 team. If you believe preseason polls are a fine baseline sure. to start off with. So before we talk about Metric league because well we'll talk about Fort Atlantic in that. If DeAndre the waiver is approved how far up from 37th do we move? Say Maine um, I mean, I feel like that's got to be like top 15. I think top 18. 20. 18 is there. probably the highest. But somewhere between get. 15 and 20. I think 18 is the highest you get. I would probably expect like 23. That's fair. I would take it. Okay. Uh, so, metrically, you ask about FAU being 10th. Kim ratings dropped. You want to know who the highest ranked American team is? Not them. Is it us. It is us. Yeah, I do 32nd. Florida Atlantic's five spots behind us at 37th. And then the arrest of the American is trash. The next closest is uh, North Texas. Hmm. did they lose their coach? Over Tulane? Yeah, I would have expected Tulane to be there, too. No, it is. Tulane is... Yeah, no, they're 95th. North Texas is 87th. No, I mean... Slight trade off. Well, there's three, there's two teams in between them. UAB's at 90th and SMU is at 92nd. UAB doesn't even have the Jelly Roll guy or whatever his name is. Nope. What? The Country Singer? <laughs> not Jelly Roll. That is the Country <laughs> Singer. What is his name Jelly? Yeah. Yeah, they don't have Jelly. He's gone. I mean, there's no role. It was just. Jelly. I know. The Jelly Roll was the singer. I just misspoke as well. That would be wild, though, if Jelly Roll played basketball for UAB. He is not the basketball type. Based off looking at him, he doesn't look like he would play basketball. He's got soft touch around the rim. Something like that. All right, so Ken Palm thinks we're the best team in the conference. You how many? Take a gander at how many games they have us losing. How many games they have us losing? So they do a projected record. I'm saying they do a game-by-game game result projection. How many games do you think they have us losing out of our 29-game schedule? Five? close three yeah i mean if you're telling me the ring given the fact that we're playing in that mid-season invitational thing there's only 29 games currently on the schedule they've got us going 26 and three you want to take a guess at what the three losses are is one to fau so the road yes the last game of the year road game at fau no way they have it as a someone se- in the tournament. Currently team. 76-73 loss the tournament games. Oh. No, like said Okay. Um no, they actually have us beating Michigan by one right now. That's the Missouri. only game from the team. Yes, Missouri is one a one point loss currently.
0: Cuz Penny's not coaching that game,
1: right? I don't think well, he's not, but I don't think that factors into the <laughs> Palm <pin-pom> ratings.
0: <laughs> Why they're, not?
1: They're 50 fit. They should. They're 55th, Missouri is. So that's two. There's one more on here that they have as a loss. This is the biggest point differential loss.
0: That Texas A&M. Yep. 15th, at, what are they ranked? AP 15, I think? Uh,
1: there. Yes, they are 15th AP. They are 24th in Kimbom. That's a five-point loss currently at Texas A&M, 75-70. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Would, would you sign up for that? Today? Yeah, if you told me that, if I could sign up for that today, I think you're foolish. So that includes sometimes. a win over Michigan which then would give you presumably a game against uh, Arkansas Arkansas in the second round. So that's another top. I think they're top 15, aren't they? Or 16th? Interesting. Yeah. They're 14th. Uh, that gives you a win at Ole Miss, at VCU, a win at home against Clemson, at, a win at home against Virginia, against Vandy, running through the conference. I would say clearing conference. At six, or 17 and 1. I mean, I would sign up for that right now. God, it's like that's dream I mean, as, scenario. As bad twenty twelve. As bad as I want to beat Florida Atlantic at FAU. I mean, I would take that. Yeah, I mean, I think you'd have without question, winning the conference again, I think is an automatic. If you're telling me you're gonna win the conference and then pick up a couple quad one wins, I mean, I don't know why you would like what, I mean, what's the other option, right? Yeah, Going undefeated? Like, yeah.
0: Would you rather – would you drop a Virginia game and beat FAU at home? Go mm. undefeated in the conference? I could do that. What that Virginia do?
1: See, the only reason I'm doing that, I was actually just looking at this because if based on this, losing to Texas A&M, you would then go on a 22-game winning streak before you lost the last game of the year. If you take in Kenny's scenario, you lose the Virginia game and then you win the rest of the year. You're in. You're going into the conference tournament on a twenty twenty-one game winning streak. See, we know better. We've been down this road. What? We get on these win streaks and then we freaking hit Tulane in the membrane. Stop. We're not losing. When do we play at Tulane? Circle that game. I'm just game I'm using them as an example because I think no, that's it's true. That's the still game we don't play them till mid third week of January. We should be fine by then. The one this year that's going to be tricky. Oh no, it's at home. I was going to say this SMU game. This it's the second conference game. I thought it was away, but it's at home. Yeah, you have a. I mean, Tulsa away, SMU, UTSA. At home, Wichita State away, South Florida. Like you got a pretty, you should smoke those teams. Easy start to the conference schedule before you play at Tulane.
0: And I, yeah, again,
1: I'm only saying Tulane because I think they're well coached,
0: and we've been down this road before. And they brought Kevin Cross and Jalen Forbes back. Yeah, like we've been down this road before. I mean, how I don't understand how Tulane <laughs> is ranked so low when they have someone that's projected to be. Number like first team all yeah. AC all AAC on their squad. Like Jalen Forbes is supposed to be that guy, right? Yeah. I mean the computers don't like him. And cross is good. And Cross can play. Um, so that's Kim Pom. Bartorvik
1: is updated. You know, I'll take a guess at where we are in there. So dude. He likes Memphis, doesn't he? No, Evan Maya likes Memphis. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Is Evan Maya one of them too? We're going to that's over. the last one, yeah. Um <clears throat> let cheese I don't know, man. Thirty one close 30th 30th okay. so they're right in line 32 on Kim Palm, 30th on uh Bartorvik, and then guess where FAU is in Bartorvik? so we were 30th they are 15 21 oh wow he does have them rated higher that's 16 spots higher than Ken Pom's got them they should be rated higher I don't I don't I don't, I don't dis- know how you could no stop you can't I said on, I said don't disagree oh, with you said I disagree I was like, you can't argue that they shouldn't be ranked Now, higher. if DeAndre's back, I think there's no question that we're the better team. Okay. Just telling you. Seriously? I still they, – they just haven't done anything to be penalized, to be ranked lower. We than- had two basketball players last year and still should have beaten them. Now we have
0: an entire squad of basketball players. This roster is – I think right now this roster is better than what FAU has. I mean, Elijah Martin and John L. Davis can play ball. They are good. They played team basketball. I think that's the difference, though.
1: I'm worried that we may not play the team ball. Why are you looking at me like that? This beer can to you, dude. This smoked salmon beer is something (laughs) else. <laughs> uh, you don't think we're gonna play team
0: basketball? I don't, I don't know. even know what that means, TJ. I think we're
1: gonna be a bunch of one-on-one. No, get just, out of
0: here! You sound like a freaking. He ES, sounds like ESPN he sounds like Dan He yeah, sounds he's like, sound like Dan the
1: ESPN color guy on our games.
0: I've gone back and rewatched some of those yeah, yeah,
1: it's games. AAU club rolling the ball out. I've watched no, some of those
0: AAU. I've watched some of those games that. from last year. And who's the guy? The AAC guy that always covers the games for ESPN, the color commentator, the, he's a former coach. Anyway, white dude with kind of brown hair. Anyway,
1: every white dude, yeah. right? <laughs> I know. Riveting.
0: His name is Chad. His name is Chad. I think no, I'm just joking. Um, the whole, like his whole commentary about the Tigers the entire year was they just play so free. And they do things they're not supposed to do, and it just works out for them. I'm like, man, if you don't get out of my face, man.
1: Like, No, I guess when I say I mean, that, I won't disagree that they play free. I think it's one of the draws for some kids to come play for pennies. It gives you a little bit more freedom. Yeah, I, I offensively. think when I say um, they um, don't play the team ball. Like, I, I think that we do a lot of ISO. And it was a lot of it was. I mean, we're not freaking Princeton offense out here. I know. I know. But in a situation where it was, you know, I don't know how many times it was, Katie um, calls for a screen and then just it's pick and roll and he's just rolling to the basket, just kind of throwing something up. Like, I would love for someone to trail behind him, someone to cut in, like, just more motion, I guess, is what it is. I don't know. I, I felt like FAU was looking to facilitate more than Memphis – was at times is all and maybe that's a limitation with what the roster was last year right you you had katie and you had deandre and and oh why is you cutting through that lane yeah but he was also missing some layups left and right all right lose faith uh all right last one evan maya um any guess where we're at here top 10 yeah evan maya likes us typically (laughs) i don't know what his algorithm is but it typically likes us i will say 24 Five. I think he, he hates us. 43. No. <laughs> Sorry, that was I got caught up looking at something else. Um no, he has us at 30th. Oh, he hates us. We suck again. So everybody's <laughs> pretty much got us right there, top 30. Yeah. All I, excluding Giandi. Completely fair. All right. Guess where FAE is? 17? Nope, 31. We're better. <laughs> That's two (laughs) metrics that say that we are better than F.E. without DeAndre. What caught me off guard, I'll tell you now, he's got listed here um, top ten college basketball players. DeAndre Williams is listed fifth. But I think that was for last year. Yeah, it seems like a bold statement. Unless he knows something, we don't. You know? Let me see. It's got to be. No, I just don't know. It's for this year. Damn, Updated 1016. Is that today? Yeah. I do think that this year's roster was without doubt better than right? last year's. Without question. It's a strong statement, TJ. <laughs> without question. I mean, like, twofold, right? I mean, like, is it not twice as better? Am I insane for saying that? Like, KD was great. Obviously, this, it's on the it's, fence on DeAndre. Yes, it is so much better. It's not even funny. Like, you didn't you didn't have a Jaquan. You never had a third piece last year. And that, that's assuming you're looking at it in the Now sense. I'm worried. Does Evan Maya have his 30th and he's got DeAndre on our team? There's no way that's right. Yeah, I don't know. How would we have a top five player in college basketball and be 30th? In 30th. Maybe he doesn't have faith in uh, everybody else. The rest of the guys. I don't yeah. know. I think this is completely, a, you know, I think a five-loss team is probably right on right on par. Five losses the whole season? The has a, he has the three. I know. I, I think, okay, we'll TJ see. TJ thinks we dropped Harris. two more. Yeah, I mean, so the Kim Pom actual projected record that they have at the so it's got like I said game results projection, but there's a lot in here that are like flips, right? So yeah. one of those is the Missouri game, they have it 77 76, but it's literally 50 50. You know, somebody's got to win the game, so they threw that out there. Another one is like the Virginia game, is pretty close, it's a 60%. Michigan's 57, 1.1, but their actual projected record on Ken Palm is 22 and 7 with a 14 and 4 conference record. They are giving us a. Four? four mm-hmm. With a 0.9% chance of having an unbeaten record in conference. This Our is ch- Evan Maya? No, this is Ken Palm. Our okay. chance of going undefeated for the entire year is 0.01%. That's absurd. I would undefeated in conference at point nine feels low, but disrespectful, rude. I mean I don't know. I don't know. It literally, I, I think that's just coming off that FAU is decent. You know, I don't think you guys liked me saying that they are now the Houston, but what I meant by that, and I still mean by that is they're gonna be the highest ranked team. And they are <sighs> We, we saw the AP poll came out. They're ranked higher than us. That's fine. They're a top 10 team for the rankings. You play them twice. You have not seemingly been able to beat teams that you should have, a la Tulane. Like, yeah, you 40 pieced them, but you, you couldn't seal that deal. You couldn't sweep them. You're going to drop another one. You're going to. I mean, arguably, Tulane them. had a better roster than we did last year. I don't think that's the case. I don't, I don't think that there's a team in the American, including FAU, that has a more talented roster than us. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's fair. I could see it being like a five-loss year. I said it. 2013. Was that 2012? We had a five-loss year. I can't remember it was 2013-2012. 2012 uh, 2013. The Will Barton team. I thought they were like 31-4 and four or something. Whatever, dude. You know we know what team we're talking about. It was when Stoudemire was still there. Whatever. I'm I'm projecting that team, like something like that. Yeah, five. We were 31 and four going into the NCAA tournament. Michigan State was our fifth loss.
0: <sighs>
1: all right, Trey. Uh, Wait. Kenny, were you about to say something? No, it was me. Oh, is that all right, Trey? Uh, all right hashtag are we back on fade tj since you lost again nah dude i shut it down it was unbelievable i uh, took kansas money line over oklahoma state and they were effing with me dude they were playing turn around from oklahoma state after getting absolutely drilled by south alabama to start the year it was like 37 oh. to 3 or something uh beat the jayhawks out of kansas they did it was, was it 39 32 30, two yeah so what does that move you to four and two
0: or four four and three four and three
1: four and three I think yeah gosh
0: we're getting close to,
1: to t- the fate TJ again. yeah we're getting back in there to we avoid can still go me.
0: ride TJ just for this week
1: we'll go until you we get to come f- up with a better name there we'll go we'll go for p- being real honest ride TJ I am I am married yeah unless <laughs> you may not like that ride with TJ um, ride with me I've improved to five one and one wow. With- SMU very easily covering the 12 and a half.
0: The very definition of Thunder Picks. Over uh, East Carolina. Uh, what's your
1: ride with TJ this week? I'm getting weird with it. Weird. I'm going to go Ohio State and Penn State. You're all about these big. Oh, Ohio. I thought you said Iowa State. No, Ohio. Got you now. State and Penn State. I'm actually going to take the under. Most because I think Ohio State's under 47. Offense, I have it at 48-and-a-half, so I guess it just depends where you oh. look. But um, I think Ohio State's offense has been kind of slow to get started. Slow to get started. And then I also think that Penn State and Ohio State have pretty good defenses. I, I mean, I don't it. think that either one would really play really one. I know Ohio State played Notre Dame, and um, they just whopped USC. But I, I think that both defenses look pretty good. Like I, I could totally see this going under the 48-and-a-half without a doubt. Yeah, I don't hate it. Life's too short to bet the under, even though I suggested the under in the Memphis two-lane game. (laughs) And it hit. Uh, I'm going the opposite direction. I'm taking an over, and I'm going to take the over in the South Carolina-Missouri game. What's What's the number? number? Uh, The number is 60. 60. Oh, okay, cool. Mizzou's putting up like 36 points a game. South Carolina gives up 38 a game, I think. South Carolina's been scoring 30 a game. Feels like an over to me. Are you a believer in... Plus, you get to root for points and scoring and fun. It's more fun, dude. In and over. Um, are you a believer in wanting the teams that you have lost to to just win out, like Mizzou? Like they just had a good um, win over Kentucky. I don't. They're now hate, ranked number twenty I, in the yeah, nation. I mean, I don't hate seeing that. It's much better than. Uh, Does it justify the pain? What? In a way. I mean, I'm over the Mizzou loss at this point you should be i mean i want tulane to suck yeah it's a little bit different i it's and this is one thing that i've never understood with the sec because like our friend sean's a big lsu fan and he will cheer for the sec to win i'm like those are your rivals i don't understand i don't don't want Tulane to ever win a game ever again i've never i know i don't understand the logic personally but It's weird. At a conference, I guess I want the teams we beat to do well. But, yeah, in in conference, it's hard for me to ever root for uh, a team I dislike. Um, So, with that, I don't – I mean, the whole situation, I don't – I've been fine with Missouri continuing to win. It's been uh, troublesome to watch Boise struggle as they have and give up a 30-10 to lead with four minutes left or six minutes left, whatever it was. Last week and lose on a hail mary last play of the game that was disgusting. <laughs> All fifteen onside kicks recovered. Yeah, it was gross. Um, you can get that quarterback thing figured out. Yeah, I can't. Houston, see I could never root for them to win anything. Wow. Even when they were making the New Year's like, I I'm not gonna. I wanted Tulane to get smoked last year against USC in the Cotton Bowl. I didn't think about it, but yeah, I mean, I think I actually bet for them to get smoked anytime. UCF played in a New Year Six. I wanted them to get drilled. Houston, the same thing. They played Florida State. That I wanted them to get drilled. I just don't get it. Like, what, what's in it for you? Nothing. I guess more money, right? I guess that's the. Whatever. I think you just get the money from getting there, don't you? I don't know. Do you have to win. I don't know. Maybe it's a sweetener if you win. Also, it doesn't help that now we're like the only American team that's made a New Year Six bowl that didn't win. We none of them had to play Journey Brown. That's why I look at that. Or Micah Parsons. Or Micah Parsons. kidding me? Unblockable. No kidding. All right, let's get into this hellacious. This is something, dude. Smoked salmon, Dr. Gibbler. I tried looking it up. Do you know what Dr. Gibbler means? No, and I've never heard of any sort of smoked beer. I've had a smoked whiskey, campfire. Uh, This is next level. So it's smoky. That question. I mean, it does it not smell like smoked salmon to you? <sighs> I don't get that. But while in Germany for brewing school, it was apparent that an old frontier brewing was rarely crossed in the U.S. Smoked beer. There's a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, this, this clean, is... crisp, straw-colored, and amazingly clear version harkens to a clean. to a time when all malt clean had clean and to... crisp. Are you reading the right description? Yeah, that's what it says, man. Interesting. Um, more smoked beer must be made, false, and made in the world's other smoke capital, Memphis, Tennessee. I get the smoked capital. <sighs> look, look, this is not going to be pretty. I don't love it. The can's weird. I don't understand Dr. Gable. I looked him up. He's just some doctor in Cincinnati, Ohio, so that can't be the right guy. Yeah, that doesn't feel right. I don't know what's going on here.
0: Um, I think they're talking about... Um, <clears throat> are y'all young enough? Are y'all too young to remember... Kimmy Gibbler,
1: yeah, I know Kimmy Gibbler. That's Zordon from Power Rangers. That's who that is. He's just got a doctor <laughs> thing on his forehead. Oh,
0: why don't are you too old to remember those? that? Why don't, doctor, why don't doctors wear this guy? Because
1: uh, why? Why would you wear that? It's cool. You hear this clown? God. Um, y'all are young bucks, man. Dude, I can't. I'm like five years younger. I can't this have this is Zordon cause. on a beer. I like the can. black and white. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's giving spooky vibes, Campfire, in the woods. There's a tent? It fits in with the Halloween theme. We're in October. I mean. I don't hate the can at all. This is a good can. I'm going 7-1 on the can. That's high for me. I'm going to say like a 5-4. I just don't know who Dr. Gibbler is. The creepy doctor face there. I don't know. I just don't get it, buddy. I wish you guys could see the color of this. If you get one. It's straw colored. I, I so. won't. What? Did <laughs> they say it was straw colored? It that? is surprisingly light in color compared to what it smells and tastes like. I mean, it looks like a Michelob Ultra. Um, I'd be lying if I told you there was any less than three fourths of this remaining. <laughs> <laughs> I drink all mine. I mean, I there's no way I could do that. You just gotta push through it. Be I mean, Natalie's going. I'm. Going to get home and she's gonna ask yeah, like where pack did, yeah, did we stop by the corn maze and sit <laughs> sit by the bonfire? Um I don't. This was. It's not for me. It's definitely not for me. I've talked about not being a malt fan several times, and this there's some malt in here. I see. I haven't even had enough to get the maltiness. Do you? You smell salmon when you smell it. Though. It is. I mean, I'm getting nothing but smoked salmon vibes, and it, I think that's like what <laughs> the problem is. Tobacco to me. It's. I can't handle the smell with it's just throwing me off. I mean, flavor wise, I'm. What did I say on the cam? Five four. Yeah. It's probably right there with that. I I'm not. Kind of, I'll not, go five three because I like it less. Not than to I like bring the up a bad memory, but I think I drank more of Andy's mint than I've drank of this. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's not for everybody. I think people would try this and they would actually like it. Like as I've seen a lot of people get those smoked old fashions, maybe they like that smoky flavor to things. I, I mean, don't that's, care for it. I, don't I care for it. I've this. had one and it's fine. It's more about the experience of the smoked old fashioned, and it's fine. This is just, I don't. I think it's just the can holds. I can't do it. It's. I don't even want to give it a rating because I feel you relieved. have to. It's literally the whole premise of why we're here. I don't know that I've ever not finished uh, that's not true you didn't finish the cucumber beer either oh, that was bad i forgot about that can you imagine having a smoked cucumber sesh <laughs> um <laughs> three three point one trey gives it a three point one i gave it a five point three you guys should definitely try this. three point one feels just for shits and giggles generous cursing I tonight drink one fourth of that beer um it's a smoke lager Dr. Gibbler, Wiseacre. Just try it out. Maybe we're crazy. Let us know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if you're at a campfire, you just got the smoke smell around. Maybe we're just in the wrong setting of this clean, beautiful studio. It's throwing us off. You think it's Brian Gibbler? I don't know who that Douglas Gibbler? I'm not familiar with any Gibblers. Not either, man. I know Kimmy Gibbler. I know that one. Is that Full House? What? Yeah, Full House. Yeah. Why'd you say what? Like? I just didn't hear what you said. But her dad wasn't a doctor. Nope. So I don't understand it. Again. Uh, all right. BluffCityMedia.co. Subscribe. Join the Discord. Check out the other shows. Comment. Like. Subscribe to YouTube. Download. New Daily Grizz podcast. Out. There's a new Daily Grizz. It's called the Daily Grind. Daily Grind. It's daily. Is that Luke? Is that Luke and- Luke Hadamaker uh, and Mark King. Luke and Mark. I think you guys let Mark. I don't think dude. I don't think he's doing I don't think
0: marks every day though is he well listen for the sake of the show hopefully not but <laughs> marks only when he his alarm clock goes off and he exactly Whenever he when he's not up. playing kickball. Or, or um he's in a morning kickball league he's in a he he's either playing kickball or he's playing um what's the new big game that everybody pickle pickle ball ball? I mean, pickleball he's either playing pickleball or kickball I haven't
1: gotten into pickleball yet. Either. Oh, I've, I've fun. literally never even hit a pickleball oh it's fun we have pickleball courts in our neighborhood, you and should, it is constantly packed, and I have yet to go over there. I just play ping pong at that point. No, or no, Or play no, tennis. No. It's fun. What's the difference?
0: You're moving. You actually move. You ever play tennis? You're Don't you move? No, you said less I than only tennis. heard ping pong. Okay. Ping pong is not the same sport.
1: It's the same thing.
0: It's just life-size
1: ping pong. Yeah. You're just you're a little standing, closer to the net. It, you're standing on the table as opposed to behind it. Yeah, instead of... Instead of being, you know, 6'4", Kenny, you're like. Exactly. Two, it's like, honey, I shrunk the Kenny. Three-inch Kenny. <laughs> well. Kenny Jr. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This took a turn. All right. Hopefully we don't freaking lose to UAB this weekend. We're going to get our podcast uh, shut down. Who will <laughs> Maybe so. Don't lose to UAB. Get the Battle of Bones back. That's the best trophy in college football. Absolutely. Absolutely. How do we not it? We Fight do have me. it, but we need to keep no, it. I don't think we have it. I thought someone said it was gone. No, T- no we it, it since 2012. It was at
0: the facility today. Okay. okay. I, th- someone had, I remember someone saying It's that, actually... I know a lot of folks are hating on it. It actually looks hella dope, dude. It is. Like, no, like, it's the best who's trophy. Who's hating
1: on it? It's like... Who's... Yeah, let me... Don't let me get on Twitter. And come it's actually spot. pretty awesome. <laughs> if we win, TJ and I need to eat a rack of ribs in here next week. I... I'm not against it. We're from though. Mm. That's the tough one. Mm. I mean, what's close to getting here? I mean, I passed the Corkies. I passed Central. No. There's a one and only right down the street. One and
0: only. Let's do one only. and only. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's one. From I'll, I'll bring some one and only ribs if they win this weekend. We're doing Sheesh.
1: it. All right. Come with the cold beer, a rack of ribs. Stay for the hot takes.
0: Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.